and we're uh, we're we're ready. All right, three, two, one. Oh shit! It stopped. No. Nope. No, it didn't. Okay, three, two, and one. Welcome everyone. Week number two in the books. It is the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast here from the X Bar and down at Town Kakon. I believe this would make us podcast thirty-four. Dan Strong and Andy Monday. Is that correct? That is Sounds correct. Right. The Maxwell Schultz podcast. Uh, the Brandon Hill podcast. Brandon Hill. Did he ever run on a Thursday night? He's run some of the just the specials. Some of the special shows. How about the Sam Haven before he changed his number to twelve? Was he still was 34, you're he right. He was still showing up on the transponders as 34, 34 today. Yeah, he That's was. That's a good one. Fast timer, making his return to WIR today. What other 34s are out there? Was Bo Jackson 34? Bo Jackson was 34. That's a good I one. I don't know yeah. any 34s. Bo for Jackson. Fernando, Bo Jackson, okay. Yeah, Fernando Pisani for the Edmonton Oilers, 34. Thurman Thomas. All right. Well, hey, another good night of racing. Andy, let's go into the super late models first. You were close. Finishing second to Brent Strelka. Good race. It just seemed every time you caught up to Brent, he had a little bit more. Kind of, <laughs> he, he was pushing and pulling a little bit on you. Yeah, we were able to jump out, get the lead on Kendall to start the race there, and then uh, there was that bad wreck yeah, off major, of turn two. Major melee on lap two. Yeah, it took out about six or eight cars. Five, uh, actually. Five, okay. Five. Good. Close. It was close. You were close, yeah. But, you, you uh, overestimate. <laughs> I didn't see it, so I don't. That's fair. You were out it. ahead of it. But, no, we were able to get the jump there, and then the red flag. Uh, we took the restart on the outside, got the lead back, and then uh, Brent was able to work his way through. I guess he got past Jesse Aldenhoven, who had another great run this week. Um, and then me and Brent had a really good battle side-by-side side for five or six laps there. And uh, he was able to inch ahead and just a little bit stronger right through the center of the corner, uh, which is an area we got to work on. And, you know, he got out to about six or eight car lengths, and then we were able to kind of pull it back to two or three. And then it seemed like he'd stretch it back out to six. So I don't know. Um, right in the middle of the race, I'm kind of interested to see the lap times and stuff where yeah, they come I out. Had to actually, see. Sorry so, to cut you off, but I had actually made a comment over the microphone when you started catching him again that I thought maybe he was having some problems, maybe losing power a little bit, but very well could have just been conserving yep. to try to run away again. I did actually pull. talk to him after the races. Uh, he was conserving so that he would have something at the end just in case something happened. Which so there you go. it did. <laughs> yeah. Late restart, three to go. And by the way, you know, before let before we get into all of it, let's let's listen to what Brent Strelka had to say about his win tonight in the feature. Brent Strelka, victorious tonight in the Schmidty's Ticket Super Late Models, and uh, Brent kind of commented after the race. You and I were talking down in Victory Lane. It seemed like anytime someone sort of got close to challenge you, the car just had a little bit more, and you pulled away. Yeah, we kept uh, we kept. It on reserve in the gas tank there. Um, once we pulled away to about a six car length lead, uh, we felt pretty comfortable. So I started coming in real soft, not using a lot of brake and just having solid exits, not trying to get the car, get too much on the right rear. But Andy came up real fast. <laughs> and then uh, then it took me a lap or two to get going again. Um, once we got going, it felt, I mean, I felt, I felt like the car had a lot left in it. Um, then of course there was that restart with two to go and uh, we, we didn't have clean tires yet, and that was a struggle getting going. Andy had a shot there, but um, once we cleared them and kept going, then we knew we had it. But There was uh, quite the event at the start of the race, lap two, obviously with a big uh, incident. You were close. What did you see? How did you get through it? Yeah, it was the two cars right in front of me. Um, they just uh, got together, 
and both of them into the wall. We checked up. I think we got into the back of one a little bit. Casey got in the back of us hard, which I know probably hurt his night. I feel bad for that team. Um, the, fit, the three car was on the inside of me, and I think he got the worst of it in the end. So it was just it was just rough to see a lot of good race cars wrecked. No, I mean we're all competitors, but we don't want to see each other get tore up like that. Um, then once they got cleaned up, we went green again. I think it was Andy and Jesse on the front row. And uh, Andy cleared Jesse right away. And then we got to the outside, and we started working the outside, and uh, we finally cleared Jesse. Then coming out of four, Andy got a little bit loose, and we, we came in high and kind of tried to do a cutover move. And it normally it never works for me, but it worked out perfect, where Andy, I think, got just a little loose off of four, and then we timed it just right to get into the inside, and that was... That was really the, the big move. Um, really, it's the big thanks is to Jason on my crew. He yelled at me to take the outside, and I kept saying I'm going to do the inside. And uh, I always pick wrong, and so the last moment I chose the outside on that restart, and that was uh, that was the key to, to getting where we got. Um, so big thanks. I mean, the crew worked so hard today and this whole year. They've been just killing themselves, and it's awesome to get a win just so they can celebrate. I know one of the last things you want to see when you got a healthy lead and you're feeling pretty comfortable is something like what we had with three laps to go. What goes through your head when they stop the cars, you're sitting down on the front stretch, you know you got a good car, you should maybe be sitting in victory lane already. What are you thinking when you're behind the wheel there and they have to do one of those big cleanups? I've been in that position before. Usually what happens is I have a meltdown and start swearing all on the radio. And this is the first time I haven't. I actually was calm. It happened. I just assumed it was going to happen for some reason the whole time. Um, I felt we, we had a solid car. All I wanted to do, I knew, I knew Andy. Andy's a competitor, and I knew he was coming. So I know on that first, he was going to come on the restart. He, I knew he thought the big chance was on the restart. And uh, so I thought, I need a solid restart. I need to get into one and keep the car solid into one. Not overdrive, not, not leave anything open. And uh, yeah, he he had, he had us covered. He was all over us, and uh, we luckily got it. We pulled out, and then once we got going again, the, we had a we had a solid exiting car, and that's what I said on the radio. So as long as the car keeps exiting like it does, it's gonna be hard to pass. So as long as we keep doing what we're doing, we're gonna we're gonna be okay. This car has looked really fast at the start of the year. Uh, last week, this week, you look good championship caliber team this year championship caliber race car you're giving me a little smile oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think you're thinking that. about it uh i have very high hopes this year for this car because we aren't where we want to be yet and um I, I, mean, we, I think everybody knew we went to florida this year and we've been working on that black car and that took away from our thursday night car here and i've been frustrated so i'm pulling back the reins on um doing as much with that and just starting to focus on here because we're behind we're still a week or two behind on where we want to be with this car um going forward though championship caliber is a very broad term right now because there's 10 championship caliber teams out here and i think as a fan it's got to be awesome to watch because the banner moss tonight i mean jesse there's all these cars if butts shows up i mean anybody can be in the dash anybody can win a feature out here and it's not like years ago where there was two or three top cars it's there, I mean, I let's say Casey. Casey did pull away. He's tough, but the rest of us are all under one giant blanket. Um, I mean, Casey might have a hair right on us right now, but I think if we all keep working hard, we'll get him. I know last year, you know, you had to wait all the way until the final week to pick up the feature win. How good does it feel to get one out of the way early? Uh, it's not for me. It's for the crew because that's all they do is yell at me about it. <laughs> so I don't have to hear that for the next 
16 weeks of <laughs> when you're gonna win and don't save it to the last night but it was it's awesome to get one early um now we just gotta be consistent and keep piling them on and uh just like every other team here i mean it's really cool because there's so many good teams here this year and i think we're all trying to fight for and we're all fighting for the same thing it's the way it is and uh it comes down to consistency and uh that's our goal this week is in this whole year is consistency so now are you saying that the crew's going to yell at you to get the second win in a hurry yeah yeah they they'll, they'll celebrate tonight but it won't be a long it won't be till next week before they start uh, getting on me again <laughs> All right, so that's Brent Strelka, our week two winner, and Andy kind of commented. We talked a little bit about that final restart with three to go. Uh, there's an incident. Lowell Bennett and uh, the 66 of Alex Stumpf get together. Some fluid goes down. It stays down. And then, I mean, what do you do inside that race car? We talked to Brent and asked him what's going through his head as the leader. You as a second-place guy know that a single-file restart's coming up. You got a chance. What are you thinking? Biggest thing I was thinking under the red is I got to get my tires clean and I got to get a good get a good restart. Um, I thought back to previous races when we've had red flags and what it's done to the handling of the car. So I kind of envisioned on that final restart if I could get a good jump and stay with Brent, getting into that first corner. I don't think it's going to stick as well as maybe he thinks it's going to uh, getting in the corner. So um, I kind of pictured it, kind of played it out in my head, sitting there under red flag that. If he sails it off into the corner like he normally does and slides up to the second lane, that's going to be my opportunity um, to try to stick my nose in there and get side by side with him. And um, fortunately, that's exactly what happened. He kind of piled it down in the corner. It didn't stick, slid up a little bit. I uh, was able to get up to his uh, left rear wheel and made a little bit of contact on exit, got a little sideways, and he got back away. But, you know, definitely well-deserved win for Brent. He had the better car tonight and was able to take off and show that. I always have interest in watching how guys approach a restart, and there was a lot going on before you guys even got back to the green flag. You know, Brent was kind of maintaining his pace. You kept up with him, and then JVO, who was sitting back in third, sort of lagged back like maybe he was thinking about making a run. Uh, How much of that plays into your head, too, just knowing what kinds of things to do before you even get to the green flag? Yeah, the biggest thing for me, I was just thinking, looking in front of me and saying, I got to get the tires clean. I got to get a good restart. And even if uh, Jeff got a good run and got side by side and got by me, um, when you're in second place, you're focused on what's in front of you and trying to go for the win. And if you slip up and fall back to third or fourth trying to go for the win, it is what it is. So, Yeah, so the restarts, you know, they get very, very interesting. And especially with three to go, you guys got to be just, everybody's got to be a little bit on edge, don't they? I would imagine so. Yeah, I mean, at that point in the race, your tires are used up. You've kind of gotten out of the car what you you got, and you're thinking back to previous laps and how it handled, and now you sit there under red flag, and that's going to change on the next restart. So you don't want to be over-aggressive and slip up and lose a bunch of spots, but you don't want to also underdrive it and, you know, have guys piling up back into you. So it's a a balance. I think everybody's kind of just feeling their car out the first couple corners and then getting back into the groove and get going. So... Um, single file restart because it was five to go so if any fans are curious about that mm-hmm. why we didn't do another barrel um, FRC rules uh, five laps to go I believe Tundra and a lot of, Midwest lot of people Tour, do that stuff they, yeah. they go single file with, with five laps to go um, just because of the chaos that might ensue mm-hmm. if we doubled them up which being second tonight I would have been fine if we doubled yeah, them up yeah, yeah, let's, do it. That, right? yeah, yeah. let's do it so. definitely and uh, hey as an announcer and someone who likes to watch racing I would have <laughs> taken it too I think that would have been pretty entertaining uh, 
pretty good run. Jesse Outnoven's in the top five again. Maxwell gets all the way up to fourth. Um, JVO bounces back a little bit. He finishes third tonight. You had to play a little bit of defense on that 45 car. He was looking and just couldn't quite get it done. Yeah, he was really strong. He was uh, definitely beating us through the center of the corners and uh, off a of turn two. Um, so they got some things figured out. I know they were uh, struggling a little bit last week, and they're figuring out a new car. You know, mm -hmm. they worked with Race Tech Chassis for several years, and now they're uh, onto the Pathfinder deal. So it's a little bit of a learning curve, switching everything over. And for him to come out of there with a top three, probably had a second-place car. Um, Speed-wise, I think they're pretty happy. And another thing I think uh, you you have always mentioned this on the podcast. It's something we've talked about a bit, making the dash, being in the dash. You're out of it again this week. How much do you go back and start – do you start working on the qualifying effort? Is that something you're going to start being a little bit more focused on? The race effort was good. Second place finish, nothing to, you know, be too – nothing to be too concerned about, but the qualifying, I mean – you, Kendall, you take a look at Bennett. He didn't even have the chance to qualify today. I mean, there were some good cars outside of that dash. Yeah, and with how competitive it's gotten, there's really eight or ten cars that are going to make up that six-car dash every week. Um, so you're going to be have four, four guys that are kind of the odd man out. And we were really close tonight. We ended up eighth. We were only probably a quarter of a tenth or whatever out of the dash. But it's definitely important to be in the dash because – you kind of, if you look, add up the points, I think we ended up after the qualifying and the heat with maybe, say, 22 points, or Casey Johnson comes out of there with 29 points. So you're already sitting mm -hmm. seven in the hole going into the feature. Um, so that's definitely important. It's definitely on our mind. It's something that we're focused on and, and going to work towards getting back in there. And, you know, Taylor Vandermoss rips off a good lap. Had there he is. Lap, He's in yeah. the dash. Uh, Grant Griesbach missed it by one car tonight. Mm -hmm. So... Um, there's there's definitely guys that got their stuff together to be there, um, and if you just can be consistently in the dash, that's the key. And may I make a plug for you to show up and watch qualifying fans? Like that is one thing that I think really gets underrated a lot in racing is coming for that qualifying. As an announcer, I love it. It's a lot of fun. You have the drama of who's going to make the cut, who's going to make the dash, who's got fast time. I mean, shoot, last weekend we broke the track record twice. That's fun to watch. You got to get out there and watch qualifying. And speaking of track really, records, really sets the night. This isn't an official track record, but we've talked about this on the podcast too before. This was a two-tire race tonight versus mm -hmm. four. I believe Casey Johnson's lap tonight is the fastest we've seen on a two-tire. Oh goodness, two oh three, two oh six, something like that. Yeah. That's haul in the mail. Yeah, that on was two pretty, tires. So. I noticed that the laps seemed pretty quick, even on the two tire. But kind of another perfect storm of a night. It was, it, good weather. It was good weather. A little bit cool. Yeah, degrees, there's yep. enough rubber down on the track now, so maybe not too surprising. But yeah, two on two tires. That is that that's is pretty, pretty quick. impressive. Pretty impressive stuff. Uh, so <laughs> that sets the table for the super late models. Week two in the books. Maxwell Schultz is probably our point leader. I would imagine so. He finishes fourth tonight ahead of Casey Johnson. Casey got into that scuffle. I saw that. It looked like just enough. Uh, they bent the nose up a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I would probably imagine. Probably knocked the toe out. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, somebody might look at something like that and think, oh, well, in NASCAR, if somebody crinkles the hood, aerodynamics is going to slow them down. At this level, short track racing on the half mile. It's not. Not, not going to be. Super effective. So you're probably right. There was probably a little bit more to that than 
just necessarily yeah. whatever the damage was on. I the would nose guess of the car. probably the more likely it probably knocked the toe in like a half inch and it just made the car tight and yeah. uncomfortable. And so. then you got to drive. It. <laughs> and you got to drive it. So yeah. uh, no, I would say yeah, it's probably just off the top of my head. I'd say Maxwell's probably leading after two weeks. Casey's probably second. Uh, Jesse Odenoven is probably third. Um, and then fourth through sixth is probably a combination of uh, Stralka, Kalmus, and uh, us up there. So. Yeah, and uh, Kyle Kalmus, unfortunately, getting into that mess as well. So, uh, you know, these are the kinds of weeks that you might go back and look at. You know, once we get to August, who unfortunately had a bad night here and there. And Yep. You don't want to use your mulligan on week two. Right. It's all going to add up. It's all definitely going to add up. But yeah. then again, you take a look at Casey Johnson last year. In the red race. <laughs> he needed his mulligan on week, and I yeah, think the three. red race, yeah, it was yeah. week three. So, uh, if you're strong enough, you will survive in advance. But you're not the only Monday that finished second today, <laughs> by the way. Your brother Brian finishing second. Brett Wenzel, wow. That zero car looked really he impressive took off. Tonight. It kind of reminded me of his run at lacrosse last year. I don't know if you remember that at Oktoberfest. Were you at Oktoberfest, or was that the year you missed? This past year? Yeah. I was not at Oktoberfest this year. Yeah. So they had twin qualifying features, qualifying races, whatever. Brett Wenzel got out to a big lead. It looked just like that. Uh, tonight um, he took off and nobody was catching him he was gone yeah and everybody even had speaking of gone you tried to interview him and he was gone too. I know right (laughs) I tried to interview him he was gone twice I didn't get to interview him after the races and he was gone to the scales right after he won and if any of you fans are wondering about that so on the dirt it's IMCA kind of rule late models anything they make you drive over the scales before you go to victory lane on the dirt it is a dirt thing. So for him to go to the scales first, fans might have been asking, what is he doing? What? Why is he not here in victory lane? And I get it. I see what he's doing. You know, better safe than sorry, right? You do that at an IMCA track, you go right to victory lane before going over the scales, you're disqualified. Yeah, in the dirt, they drive up like over a ramp, and it right. just weighs the whole car. and boop, The scales go. are in a better spot for that yeah. kind of thing. And they pick up like 50 pounds of actual mud in their car too right. so that doesn't hurt or a pepsi can full of lead jim weber mark martin <laughs> gatorade bottle full yeah of lead. gatorade bottle full of lead boy i've heard who was that stories. guy down south that ricky brooks busted this winter do you remember that Mm-mm. he won the race he came across the scales he was light so they pushed the car off re-zeroed recalibrated the scales pushed it back on he was still light and ricky brooks told him hey this is your last chance put it back on and they rolled on and magically it was the right way oh no and they just looked started looking around the car and there were like three torque wrenches they threw inside <laughs> the exhaust pipe so he took them out and threw them on their hood and told them to get the eck out of there <laughs> you guys are done hey what do they say <laughs> no actually it was a piece of lead somebody put in the exhaust what pipe. do they say <laughs> what do they say andy i want to hear you say it you ain't cheating you ain't trying if you ain't cheating you ain't trying absolutely <laughs> I've also heard that cheaters make the best tech inspectors. Oh, definitely. So uh, I don't know what that says about my dad. but like NASCAR figured that yeah. out with Robin Pemberton when he left, I think, Rusty Wallace. People team. always tell me my dad is a pretty good tech inspector, so uh, I kind of wonder about his racing days. <laughs> right? And Lumpy and yeah. Abbott's. Bob Abbott's. What are all these guys? Yeah. yeah. What did they do back in their heyday? To, uh, we need Pete Birkin as a tech inspector. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll bet Dylan Wenzel would be a really good super stock inspector. (laughs) They got enough DQs out there. We'll get to that shortly. Yeah, I think I knew who would be uh, 
the Sizzlin' 4 Tech Inspector. Scotty? No, not Scotty. Oh, Rovest? Yeah. <laughs> Brody? Yeah, well, Did we... Did he get DQ'd like twice or three times last year? I could sit here and name a bunch of guys I think would be great Tech Inspectors, but I'm not uh, I'm not going to start throwing current <laughs> racers under the bus just yet. I mean, Rovest is... He is phenomenal anyways. In every aspect. Well, let's keep talking about the late models here. Brett Wenzel, as we said, good run for him. Another good run for Nate Van Wyken. Good to see Brayson Bennett bounce back a little yeah, bit this week. He had time. a tough week last week, set fast time. Still had some issues, but up to up into the top five. Good run for Brayson. Yeah, and second through, what was it, fifth? We're all kind of nose the tail right at the end there with Brayson, Van Wyken, right. and was it Randerson? That's yeah, Chase had a really nice yeah, run again. He's done a really nice yeah. job this year. Definitely most improved for that class so far. Right. Chase Randerson looking real good. Eddie Munster was up to the top five, and unfortunately for him just yeah, Mike King got there and issues. sort of stalled. Yeah, Reagan, they're still figuring that out. Right. Yeah, and Reagan's got that crate motor in there too, so that's a whole other beast of trying and to that, figure out how to keep up. You know, and I, I don't remember if we talked about this or not um, on the podcast when she was on, but I know um, – I think that's going to be more of an advantage having that crate motor once we get into like the middle of July. It's kind and of what I was thinking. They're getting one new tire a week. Kind of what it's I was 90 thinking. degrees out. People are sliding around. That's uh, that's going to help her out. Yeah, a lot of folks wonder about that. And if you if you attend a race where you see the built motors versus the crate motors run, you'll notice that right about lap 60, <laughs> 70, 80. Suddenly, those cars with the built motors start to slow down a little bit, but the crate motors will sort of maintain the speed, and it's it's a bit of an equalizer. Yep. They don't really burn See, up their definitely stuff at Norway quite as much. Now, you know what? I'm actually going to throw something out there. Let's hear For it. those listeners that don't know the difference between a crate and a built motor, what's the difference? Matt looks at me right away. Well, you're the. What you're if you the, build a crate race, motor? You're the race. What car if you driver? have a built crate you, motor? How do you oh build goodness. a crate motor? <laughs> oh, wow, we could get into all the political. All right, so a crate motor is supposed to be a motor you <laughs> buy directly from GM. So you buy it like from Gandrude in Green Bay. Yep. And you what? buy it, and it shows up in a crate, and you take it out of the crate, and you put it right in your race car. What and about it is, like if it you're not running a GM? No, it is a sealed. Well, you can get a yeah. Ford crate. Okay. Yeah. So, and the motor is crate. sealed. It has special seals on it, so the bolts are rounded off. So, in theory, you're not supposed to be able to take these bolts off. Correct. There's only certified which people would, that can. Right, which would mean that the parts them. on these motors cannot be adjusted, changed, anything like that. Correct. Whereas a built motor would have a little bit more freedom. It still has to fall within the tolerances within the rules, but. If you can get creative, if you can You're do doing a few custom things machining, there, right? Yep. Exactly. And uh, the way things are supposed to work out, the crate motors will pump out four fifty on the horse, maybe something like that. Not a lot. They're a little bit torquier. Yep. A little bit better that way. And they but, get a weight break then too. And then they get a weight break. Yep. To kind of even things out. But the built motor, higher end, a little bit more horsepower. You're talking five twenty five, five fifty. Yeah, maybe not that high for the late model class. For the late models, right. Yep. More super late models, but those are the motors that have a little bit more throat to them. But like we said, you're a little bit heavier. You're stressing out the tires a little bit more. Yep. So in theory, everything should even out at some point. And there are some tracks where crate motors are better than 
the built motors, and you could imagine why at Kakana the crate motor is a little bit of a disadvantage on the big half mile because you're more straightaway, more speed. Uh, you're getting more toward that high end of the RPM. You're get in the horsepower. Uh, you go to a little shorter track, Golden Sands, Wausau. Yeah. You get that nice torque off of the turns. You get the weight break. Car handles a little bit better. So and I can give you a prime yeah. example too is uh, with the super late stuff. So. Ekakana, Madison, the tracks we run with our built B&B Ace motor, will turn 7,800, 8,000 RPM, where a crate motor is only turning on the high 6,400. They they chip them at 64, yep. Well, when you, like Matt said, you go to these tracks like Norway, Wausau, Plover, um, we find that we end up taking a bunch of gear out of our Ace motor just to get the thing to have bite in it, and we only end up turning 71, 7,300, so... At that point, you're better off to have the crate motor and the weight brake um, because you're detuning it anyway just to get the traction for the drive off. So, All right. And that is the great debate that we deal with each and every offseason. So if you fans ever really want to come see something, uh, come to one of the club meetings and watch the, watch the debate over motors and weights. <laughs> It'll make your head spin. Dan's looking up tires right now. Yeah, Are you pricing out tires? No, no. There, there's something else that's going on. Oh, we're going to start talking about four-cylinder tires. Mm. He's going to get into that once we get to the uh, sizzling yes. fours. But before we do that, super stocks. Let's actually talk quarter-mile late models we had tonight. Uh, Sawyer Efforts wins one. Brandon Reichenberger wins the other. Both Interesting field. Uh, Sawyer drivers. gets into the Birkin car. He didn't get to race a super late tonight because it's still broken from last week, unfortunately. But... Um, this is an interesting class because you got guys like Reichenberger, you got Sparowski, you got Corey Kempkis in uh, his five car, and you sort of, it's a, it, it's kind of a pick em. Like, who, who's going to get it done? <laughs> who's going to be up front? Who's going to make it through? Reichenberger looks good. Sawyer Efforts looks good. There's going to be some other guys in that car throughout the year. Of course, Kempkis is good. Uh, you, you just, it's kind of a crapshoot, really. You got, unfortunately, there were only five cars out there. I think any one of them could have won. Yeah, uh, definitely the case there. And uh, you had five cars, but you have five really competitive cars that are racing good together. And um, I actually got asked to hop in the Kempkis car come late August. So I'm kind of interested to try out the quarter-mile late-model class. I think it's the week after the blue race, I think maybe, or before. Okay. Because Corey's going to be racing the uh, Cheesehead at 141 that night, so he's going to have to miss. So. Good class. Hopefully they can continue to increase the car count, get some good racing out there. Sure, and there's a few more cars sitting around, and I would imagine through time they've got some nice sponsors. They've got some more money infused into the class, so hopefully that's a little bit of a cherry on top of things for drivers to come out and try it. Yep. I saw Spirowski tonight. Was he out there? Yep. yep he, he was, was out, out there, there too. Yep. Yep. And TJ's going to come and run Pete Birkin's car next time is what it sounds like. You know, I miss watching TJ in the Superstock class because he was right. a pretty good shoe. When he was out there. That was a lot of fun. Well, speaking of the super stock class, what a wild feature that one was tonight. Yikes. Last week, the four car goes to victory lane with Greg Hauser behind the wheel. This week, it goes up, up, and over. First flip of the year. Which Wayne, I missed. Wayne Sankowski was racing. Dan, Dan, the video man missed that? I missed it, but Mark, no Allen, saved you. Mark Allen saves me <laughs> every time. Maybe we should just have Mark Allen do videos then. (laughs) But that cuts into my, uh, you know, my fun money. Do you think Mark Allen could do podcasts? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Gomi, Sorry, Mark Allen. Gomi, if you're listening, we might need you as a filler. Yeah. We'll, we'll pick him up. <laughs> but, yeah, scary wreck there. Goes, flips over, and then ends up sliding into the outside yeah, wall. Yeah, grass and is still wet. And yeah, I thought he was going to hit that softball a lot harder, and thankfully the car slowed down just enough. And you could see window net came down right away. Always a good signal. Kind of show everybody uh, I'm all right. It was a wild one. You don't see that a lot. Yeah, it almost looked like from the angle I saw, um, one of the uh, firefighters that was here with the Pierce group from New York was filming it. They were on the backstretch with the VIP four-wheeler. They were down in the track, and um, it almost looked like he got right-reared getting into turn three, like there was contact. On the backstretch, yeah. And then yeah. it turned, and it almost just like pivoted off the left front and turned it right on the side. It's pretty crazy. And you see that a lot on the dirt because they dig in. They dig in, yeah. But on the asphalt, usually you'll go for a slide. But don't forget, a lot of these drivers put so much weight on the left side, so when you snap right, all of that weight shifts over to the left, and if you're 58, 60, uh, I don't know what their rule is on what your maximum. One. Yeah, or if they even have one. <laughs> and if they don't, then it's probably 60 or 65 oh, percent yeah. on the left. So once you get that car upset, you're leaning to the left. Well, there's a chance there that can goes, happen. Yeah. No, unfortunate. Uh, and I failed cool physics. How well that car ran too, and then uh, to start the year. So. Hopefully they'll be back, get it fixed. I know uh, Dylan Wenzel reached out to them already. He's like, hey, I got parts. Let's let's get after it. Mm-hmm. Let's get it fixed. So Perfect. hopefully the frame and the roll cage and everything else is still intact. I'm sure that's their main priority right now. Yeah, and sometimes, although it looks a bit more spectacular, flipping is not as bad as hitting the wall or anything like that. You know, maybe you got to get yeah. the cage in better shape, but... You know, you're not bending the stub or breaking Usually the bolt on stuff. and right to, like, a dead stop, that's, like, that's going to be a lot of damage. Here. Right, so right. kind of dissipated the energy of the in the roll. So that was kind of the start of things. And then after a little while, we saw the feature, and we talked so much about how hard it is to pass on the outside in the super stocks, but Ed Howard go. gets it done. Getting it done, getting around Jeff Tremble on the outside. Yeah, good run for Ed. He's been... Uh, He's been, what, full-time, and then he went kind of part-time, and he was out of it for maybe a year or so, and then bought that car back from Nick Van. Right. If I remember right. That was the 24 car, yeah. Got it back and uh, got her back going the right direction. Unfortunately, his son Trevor got tangled up a little bit. I've seen he came came off with some damage, but... Yeah, he he rear-ended the 51, I believe. Okay. Right, that was another early race incident right after they had the restart. That one happened, and that was really tough for Trevor because he set fast time right. tonight too. So he was he was looking pretty good in his. So at some car. point this year, maybe we'll see a father son duo for a feature win. It'd be wouldn't that neat. be something? It'd be cool. Yeah, it'd be a little something to talk about at Thanksgiving, wouldn't it? <laughs> I don't know. How'd that work for Johnny Sauter and Travis Sauter that when you're at Oktoberfest? Oh <laughs> man, I would have loved to see that. Oh, I heard it was not pretty in the pits after that no, one. No, no. Yeah, but. It's all in good fun. That's that's what we do, what we do. But, yeah, congratulations again, Ed Howard. That was uh, good to see him down in victory. He was smiling big. He was smiling big when I got down there. And I've, I'm thinking this is Ed Howard's probably, like, 15th year racing at Kakana because he started the same time my brother did in the four-cylinder class. They raced together for years back in, like, 04 when that division came about. And now to see him have success in the super stack class pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so, keeping on the theme of the quarter mile, Wisconsin Sport Trucks, interesting race. 
Kylie Vandermoss comes up with a win. We had a little chat with Kylie in the pits after the races. Kylie Vandermoss wins in the Wisconsin Sport Trucks today. And Kylie, you're racing for third, and then suddenly you're racing for the lead. Uh, you know that every position is important all throughout the race night, right? Oh, yeah. Every position is super important. And it's only week two, but, you know, you're racing for the final. And I just kept going, keep my strategy, and went from there and somehow ended up in first. So what do you think when you go on that restart with just a couple of laps left to go? It's you and Kyle Quella squaring off for the win. You know, I honestly did not think that I was going to come home with a win because I know how well Kyle drives. And, I mean, he's such a fun guy to race against. So I just knew it was just going to end well and be fun and came out clean and, you know, just got past him, got the right right um, space and went from there. You and I talked a little bit about it. You know, in some of the different uh, styles of cars that race on the quarter mile, the outside line just seems like a terrible, bad idea mm-hmm. for a few, especially, you know, super stocks, the quarter mile late models. But with the Wisconsin Sport Trucks, it's a little bit different. You can get out there on that outside mm-hmm. line, and that's what you had to do. Just, you know, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what it takes to get it done on the outside line. Yeah, my truck handles so well on the outside, and it's it's been like that for the last couple of years, and I have learned like the right groove to go into to keep it there. But when you go into the inside, and you're you you don't go in right, you just you can't come off with speed and without being tight. So being on the outside is definitely an advantage for me. I'm not sure how everybody else is, but so when I saw that outside opportunity, I grabbed it and. My truck handled well. And I think what's really cool this year is the Wisconsin Sport Trucks, we're starting to really see the truck count grow. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's a growing class. You have Sam Haven come back. You've got some new blood. Uh, are, are you seeing it out there? You know, you got some drivers mm-hmm. who are improving quite a bit. It's It's been a nice class so far. Yeah, it's super exciting to see everybody out there and, like, the new people and them learning their line and learning how to have fun and race and I mean, it's not, these trucks are not easy, and, I mean, they go in there thinking you can have it, but it takes a while to try to figure it out, and everybody's doing so well, and I know my dad built six of the six trucks this past winter, and I think a couple of them are out there this year, and they're all looking good and figuring out the line and figuring out how to handle them, and, I mean, this track is pretty rough if you're not in the right spot so everyone's doing really well i know you've worked really hard on this truck over the past few years and you just keep improving 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 and now do you consider yourself a championship threat you're up there you know you had a bit of bad luck on week number one but you were running up front there's a lot of racing left to go is the 99 truck uh, one that we should be watching out for that's the plan i i really want the championship but i know we have a lot going on this coming summer so we'll We'll see what happens. Uh, the goal is to hopefully come back with a champion, and we'll go from there. So Kylie Vandermoss takes the lead, and, well, sometimes you just have to be in the right spot, don't you? She and Kyle Queller are going at it for third. Sam Haven and Bobby Watts here mix it up a bit. I know uh, Bobby gets out of the truck, and he's making some gestures towards Sam Haven. I see it as kind of a deal where they were both going for the real same plot of real estate. Haven wanted to get down to the bottom, go to the inside, going into turn one. Bobby Watts here didn't want to let him have the inside, and, well, that kind of thing will happen. I was listening to you on the speaker as you were announcing, and you kind of called it with, like, three laps before that. As Sam was closing the gap, Matt was kind of like, this could get interesting. He's going to get up there and see what he – and then it happened. It did. 
I've announced so many races, I, <laughs> I can predict things every once in a while. Or I can just predict things and they go completely wrong, but I mean... Yeah. I guess that's... How long has it been since Sam raced? Did anybody figure that out? Sam had... He's raced on and off, but, like, full-time... It's been a years. while, okay. yeah. And, hey, come out and set fast time and during near Didn't win the feature. forget how to do it. Yeah, did not forget how to do it. But yep. that set up for a really nice race at the end there with Kylie and Kyle Quella and, you know, talking to Kylie about the truck and being able to go to the outside. You know, we talked about it an hour, getting it down on the outside. Quarter mile is not necessarily conducive for someone who want to race on the outside, but if you're going to get it done, it's the way you got to get it done. That's the way to do it. It's the yep. way to get it done. So good truck count again tonight. Excellent like. truck yep. count, you know. Um, and how about uh, Ron Taylor? Ron, twenty-one truck finishes second. Rookie. Oh, is that that black and orange yes. and yellow? That's a sharp looking truck. Great run for the twenty-one yeah. truck. I was unfortunately calling Taylor Tyler for most <laughs> of the race. My apologies. Um, yeah, they can definitely build off of that. Yeah, my mind is not what it used I to be. I wonder whose truck that used to be. We're going to have to find out. See, the trucks um, always have some kind of history with them because they've all been around for so long. Um, so either it's a brand-new built one or it has a history where it was with this guy and this guy and this guy. So Right. Um, Whatever cool happened to, to your truck? Is it still Ooh. out there? My truck um, was one of the few that had an engine on the side. So most of the sport trucks have mm. the engine in the back. Okay. Mine was riding shotgun with me. Um, my truck went from uh, me to Tyler Lind, who's who, racing four cylinder. Who now races? Yeah, races yeah. four cylinder. Okay. I don't know where it went after that though. That might have got just mangled and destroyed. Maybe it's up that at was Norway. Like Twenty years ago. Could be up at Norway. Could be. They Maybe got a good truck we don't out. know. Yeah, we'll have to find out. Get if you have tomorrow, if you have Andy Monday's truck, <laughs> let us know. I knew it was Brian Monday's truck. It was uh, Brian. Ja Jasper Dringler has that one. Okay. That was Jasper uh, does four cylinder yeah. ace Jasper Drangler. Yep, Brian sold it to a guy up in Norway. Brent something won a championship up there, and then Jasper bought it from him. Okay, so I think there's always a history. There are going to be a lot of great point battles this year. This is the one that I'm really curious about because I don't know if it's going to be Vixmer, if it's going to be Kylie, if it's going to be Kyle Quella. There's it's going to be the one that doesn't screw up. There are some others in the mix. <laughs> Bobby Watts here, certainly someone that could be someone who, you know, this is going to be really, really interesting. And these trucks, uh, these snowmobile engines they run are all air-cooled, and they run them pretty much on the edge to get the maximum power out of them. Um, again, we talked about this a little bit earlier with the getting into the summer, getting into the heat, humidity, that's really hard on those snowmobile engines. Mm -hmm. They're not designed for that. Um, and then uh, I think that's going to be the difference is if you have a couple engine failures, uh, that's going to take you right out of it without competitive that class. So with looking. the cooler weather the first two weeks here that we've had. It's like in that. We haven't seen nope. as many trucks dropping out as we typically see once we get Correct. a little further into the summer. Yep. So there you go, folks. That's that's why we're seeing more trucks finish than we've And on the technical side, see. the things that they can do on their end is they really watch their carburetor jetting very closely. So um, if they change jet sizes and go larger, they can give the engine more fuel, which actually helps run it cooler and run it fatter. Um, and then vice versa, when it is uh, extremely warm out, they change jets and let it run a little bit leaner um, to get the maximum power and stuff out of it. So they're doing a lot of checking of pulling spark plugs out, checking them, see if it looks white, see if it looks black, um, try to get it a nice mix in the middle where it's a nice brown paper bag looking color. And uh, What is jetting? jetting? Jetting is the uh, 
inside the carburetor, it's um, almost like little restrictors that allow fuel to go in to the engine. Mm. So, so you can you can kind of um, you can um, you want increase ma- the amount yeah. of fuel or decrease the amount of fuel. You're really manipulating the fuel air mixture. Correct. And you would think, well, I just want more gas in there because that's going to make me go faster. No, your engine needs to breathe. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So. And a lot of them have these Digitron systems. There's electronic tax and stuff that give them their exhaust gas temperatures and different data. So they're getting pretty uh, pretty dialed in on that and keeping a close eye on that. Pretty they do way more jetting with the sport trucks than any other class. Yeah, pretty technical stuff. And speaking of technical stuff, Dan, I see you have made copious notes <laughs> for us to talk about the Sizzling Fours. Uh, let's just get into Heather Wolf. Graham wins the first. She did a fantastic job of getting through traffic. That 15 tr- car was fast. She did it again in the second, but had to start way in the back, as we said with a new format. Isn't that with DQs, though? In the second race. No, no, no. The first race. Yeah, there were two DQs, I believe. Oh, no. Three. Was there three, three DQs before eighth place. So we went to Dairy Queen a couple times tonight, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Weird. It was the outer pits. Wow. <laughs> outer pits. Hmm. Who would have thunk that the outer pits would have gotten tech troubles? <laughs> yeah, right. Strange. Well, mm. Heather Wolfgram across the line first. She wasn't one of them, was she? No, no, no. No, okay. So Heather. I don't think so, at least. So Heather wins the first. Steve Van Alenoven wins the second. Steve got DQ'd because of a rear-end issue. He got Dairy Queen'd after the second one? He got Dairy Queen. Did he get blizzarded? <laughs> blizzarded? Was it a nerd's blizzard? Nerd's blizzard? Nerd's blizzards are hard to eat. Favorite thing. You got problems. Well, no. The nerd itself, when it's cold, gets hard, and it's hard to bite and eat that. That's and how that I chip my tooth. that is the glory That's of why the they nerd's don't make blizzard. A Skittles chip blizzard. My tooth. They should. How can you? How? Ugh. Sometimes you just got to tough it out, all right? Sometimes your teeth aren't worth skipping out aren't on the nerds. Worth it. <laughs> not, so, not worth skipping. Anyway. Sizzling fours. Sizzling Let's get back fours. to it. Dan, you took notes. You want to talk tires. Go for it, my friend. Well, I don't know what to talk about with tires. You just wrote they're down black. a whole bunch of stuff they're on black, a piece of they're paper. Round. They, they hold they air. They are black. They're round. And I'm not going to give away secrets that we have, considering... The driver that I help out just got fast time tonight. Did you know that Dan's like a tire expert now? Like, he, only for quarter. He's got secrets. Only for sizzling fours. If only he could run a podcast. Oof. We'll see when this gets up. Or catch a <laughs> flipping car on video. <laughs> hey, you! I follow what you talk about, Matt. And you were not talking about that at the point in time that I was following. I talked about it while he flipped. Yeah, but you got to talk about it before he flipped. Oh, oh, of course I would know that was going to happen. Come yeah, on, of course. Dave, come on, right? Man. Did you talk about Jerry Conrad before he got clobbered on the I back mean, oh, yeah, I that ca- was a hard I, hit. That Him actually I caught because I saw he was sideways, so I'm like... That's going to be a yeah, problem. Yeah, that one was a hard hit. You know, glad to see him walk away from that. Yeah, tough to see two point leaders coming in tonight, 35 and 5. I think they were the top two or two of the top three or four or something yeah, like that. Yeah, somewhere they were within up the there. top five. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Jerry, with the win yes, er, yesterday, last week, uh, he is one of the top guys. I think he was the point leader coming into tonight. Was he? I think he was. I, he asked me earlier this week where they could find the points, but I don't think they were posted quite yet. Uh, they, they, were, but I mean, they were posted when I was not under qualifying. Yep. As of yesterday, I don't think he is. 
considering it is 1.39 in the morning. Oh, here we go. Oh, Let's get technical. We're going to get all technical. Now you care. We're going now you technical care. in the X. Yep. Getting all technical now. Um, you're, you're really not going to give us the notes? You're, you're, you're sitting nope. here writing things this down? Is, uh, you're looking is, at toyotires.com and all this, this other is, stuff? Uh, Tire rack. Yeah. This is uh Larry Belanger some, owns a tire company. Right. You can really? just talk to him. Oh. Yeah. ATF, right? Um, the retro retro. Okay. retro. Oh, retro tire. That's yeah. right. Retro yep, yep, tire. Yep. yep, that's right. No, this is just some uh, some behind the scenes math. So I'm you're doing behind the scenes stuff while we're trying to record a podcast? Of here? course. Like, I don't ever talk hey, on these podcasts. We don't care so as long focused, as he son. uploads the Stay podcast. Stay focused, son. I don't ever <laughs> talk on the podcast, so I just need to know when you guys are stopping and when you are starting. What are you doing right now? He's a, he'll know. edit this out. He's talking right now. I don't right know now. what I'm doing right now. That's why I don't I'm like, know what, what to do with my hands. I don't know what I'm doing. We're trying to rope him in here to talk, and then he doesn't want to talk. No. No. Well, I'm, we the thought, I'm the engineer. We thought it. you had something to say. I'm we're the at like the 50-some minute mark, so nobody's right. listening. Uh, we're only anyway. at 45 minutes. Come on, oh, guys. 45. Yeah, you already pieced in the interviews. So. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm already back from Lake Geneva by the time I hit the 45-minute mark on this podcast. Right? Yeah, I'm cruising through Milwaukee at 90 miles an hour because. Wait, so you listen to the podcast? Do I listen to the podcast? Do you listen to I'm the podcast? I'm listening to it right now while we're recording it. Oh, okay. I lived it, man. Yeah, that's true. I lived it. Uh, so that moves us on now to, I think, that's just got to leave the figure eights, right? Yep. The pace car one. <laughs> the pace car did win. The car that got painted <laughs> the pace during car. the night? It got painted. So here's the story TVR. TVR has got the car. In the pits, and all of the figure eight drivers gang up on this thing with paint. And I'm going to tell you, it looked like, you know, Dutch boy, $16 a gallon Walmart paint. I'm pretty sure Sounds it about was. right. Nothing against the figure eight drivers. I would have done the same thing, but that's kind of what it looked like. And they paint over his car and put official WIR pace figure car. eight pace car. <laughs> Which I think, if you're a competitor, why would you do that? Because the pace car is always out front, and that's where the 09 went. Get I did catch that on video as well, that it was TVR the official... I, uh, I heard some screaming fans when TVR got to victory lane. By the way, did you know that yes. as of right now, yes, Craig now sponsors every single figure eight driver? Oh, I could tell. As well as one driver in every division. Very nice. Yeah. I said. Craig. He is. He. Craig, Craig, in, the, Craig in the X bar. Extremely generous here at WIR. Absolutely. I think he is probably one of the most generous uh, sponsors here. Extremely generous. Absolutely. Of course, sponsor the podcast. Definitely. Yeah. I have a Terry Van Roy story from Tuesday night. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ready, so, set, go. Terry texted me at 9.03 looking for some master cylinders. PM? PM. PM, okay. Andy, what's a master cylinder? Uh, it's for your brakes. Okay. It holds the fluid. You push the pedal, pushes hey, the fluid out we're the here to. We're here to, I know yep. what it is, but we're here to educate. Oh, yeah, there you we're go. here to educate. <laughs> so he was looking for a master cylinder and uh, oil pressure gauge, which unfortunately I didn't have any for him. But he says... He says, okay, thanks for looking. And I replied to him, no problem, champ. And he says, no, that'd be you. And I said, no, I got to get about 20 more to catch you. And his response, classic, is, who counts? As long as we're having fun, it doesn't matter. So the guy who 
has the count. most championships at WIR combined in all divisions, says, who's counting? It doesn't matter as long as we're having fun. You and know, he was having you fun know, tonight. You know that somewhere... Terry Van Roy has like a little room. I don't or think a little, he does. Little closet. I don't think his and dad might. Every trophy. His dad might. And every news clipping is no. all in there. And he just. I bet you his dad he, does, he but keep, he does not. He, he keeps it away from everybody to see, but he knows. He probably knows every feature he's ever won, every championship. Wikipedia. He, he's got a little shrine that nobody can see. It is. No, WIR does. WIR has a Wikipedia. Do you know how hard it is to make a Wikipedia page? You got to get it approved or what? You, you used to be able to make your own, but now if you're like a business or something, you have to have someone else make it for you. Is it harder than getting a blue check mark on Twitter? <laughs> I've been trying. <laughs> Nobody verifies me. Verify. Nobody cares. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not worth being verified <laughs> at all. Dan, are you verified on Twitter? Absolutely not. Uh, I'm not even. Is verifying a thing on uh, Facebook? No, no. Okay. Instagram. Never mind. Instagram and Twitter. Yep. And we and, and we should say we, since we were talking about Twitter, somebody was going to tweet us about a birthday today. Four cylinder racer yeah. Cole Bigelow. Absolutely. Turning 46. 21 today. Yep. 21 tonight. Happy birthday to him. And uh, call if you need bail money. Happy happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. So week two in the books, cruising along. Up next, big wheel races next week for the kids. A lot of fun. And then the week after that, it's the red race. A lot Moving of fun. right into June. Oh, we're cruising. May. We are Marvelous cruising. month of May. Is done, unfortunately. Huh? We talked about the triple 50s on the last podcast. Unfortunately, we should, it got yeah. out. And no rescheduling, by the way. Nope. Uh, I had nope. someone come up and ask, will those be rescheduled? Unfortunately, no, they will not. And there's uh, no spot to put them. There's, it's, it's so, so hard. Booked. And it's were they so even hard. points? Yep. They it, were points? Not for Kakana. For the Midwest, for Midwest Tour. Tour. Okay, yeah. they were. It's so hard to book. I mean, we all sit down as promoters at the start of the year and hash things out with each other. You're racing this weekend. You're racing this weekend. Okay, I won't race this weekend. You get a rain out. You try to reschedule something. It's nah, tough. Pretty. It's tough. You split up the cars yes. and fans and everything else. It is hard to do. So, um been there. That's why we just totally had to take Clover off of the schedule last year for Tundra. Just yep. nowhere to put it. So um, next Saturday. Speaking of Tundra, yes, June eighth. It is next Saturday. The Marshfield Motor Speedway. Yeah. We're gonna Round go see. Two. Yeah, we're gonna go hang out with Kurt Keen. That'll be I'm good. A, yeah, it'll be fun. Bev Ashton Brenner Memorial. Yeah. Uh, we should have anywhere from about twenty six to thirty cars for that race. I think. I think we should do picks for that. For the Marshfield Motor Speedway, how about next week? Okay. Yeah. If, if I got a dark horse, Dan would have to post it though. I mean, yeah. So should we pick now? Yeah, let's pick now. No. Let's pick now. Are you gonna pick your teammate? I have a teammate. <laughs> you raced for somebody at the Tundra race. Oh yeah, that's right. Forgot yeah. about that. Oops. Are you gonna pick him? <laughs> uh, Joel Tyson out of Maple Grove, no, I'm Minnesota. I'm stick with local flavor. I'm picking Chad Butts. Ooh. You know Ooh, who's he's good. He just he ran was, really good over there yeah, in CWR yeah. race. Yeah, he, he could run well there. You know who's always like done spectacular over there that is a local flavor? Brent Strelka. Absolutely. Yeah. Brent is Strelka's my pick. I don't know if he's gonna run it, he but might. he's my pick. He might. Yeah, I'll pick him even though if he's not racing. I'll pick no, him. No, that's my pick. No, that's what I'm, no, yeah. that's I'm making fun of you. Yeah. You guys gonna fight each I don't other? Care. I was just making no, fighting fun of you. on the ah, podcast. Okay, this, okay. this is a podcast of love, not yeah. fighting. Um 
I'm not gonna pick. No. No, it's my series. It's oh, probably, that's true. Probably a bad look. Yeah, I I kind of work it's a for bad the series. Look. Yeah. So I no, you're you're fine. It's just if I pick and that person wins, it doesn't look great. How about you pick <laughs> fast true. time? Uh, mm, that also not great. Um, I'm just gonna say this, and I'm not gonna say anymore. Colin Reffner set fast time and won the race last Eight, year. Seven. So, Eight seven. Yeah. He's gonna. I'll, yeah. I'll just, he's gonna be tough to beat. That's all I'm gonna so, say. So I mean, I guess it's between Chad Putts and uh, Stroka, who does better. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. That'll be a lot of fun. June eight, six o'clock, Bev Ash and Brennan Memorial. Come on out. Midwest Compact Series is gonna be back. You know the guys that were here at Kakana, and I'm told should be a, a few more cars in the field too. So they were a lot of fun to watch here. You ever see those motorcycles race at Marshfield? Oh my God, I have those seen guys nasty stuff. <laughs> out of those motorcycles that I've seen guys get, get like hauled out of there in a bucket. Yeah. Like they oh they don't crash. Oh they uh, they crash. Yeah. It, yeah, it's not cool, but they don't race them there anymore by the way. I think finally everybody got smart to know how ex- Dan Dan how the dangerous. Pizza Man. Yeah, Dan Dan the Pizza Man. You know what that means? Dan Dan, Dan, Dan the Pizza the Man. The it's the end of the podcast. X-Bar with another classic lots of matzo Kyle Kelmus pizza here. So once again, thank you all for joining us here. Rumble Over the Thunder podcast. Thanks to the X-Bar, downtown Kakana. Why aren't you here? Get here now. You're listening to the podcast. you got nothing better to do. You need Green to get, poppers and mushrooms yeah, on you need to get I don't know here to the, the podcast. Right? Did he get the you hot pizza? You asked for it. You I asked for it. <laughs> all right. Fox River Racing Club on Facebook. FRC.us. Andy Monday. Congratulations on a second place finish. Feature win probably coming at some point. One more. All right. Got one more spot to get. Dan Dan, the pizza video podcast man. Yeah. What's up? Uh, <laughs> please share your tire secrets with us at some point. Uh, maybe. We'll All right. See if they work. Yep. Of course. I don't know. It got a, a fast time tonight. So. Yeah. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Panier. Love to see you there. Maybe I'll get a blue check mark if I get enough followers. Verified. Verified. All right, until we cross paths again, my friends, please stay out of trouble.